discussion keeps the world turning. This is Roundtable. They come from all walks of life and ranging age from adolescents to retirees. They meet at a coffee shop and they start playing the game of Go. They form a community, which lately has become under the spotlight of public attention. Was their story? Hello, I'm Lai Ming, and this is Roundtable. Today, with my colleagues Neil Holing and Brandon Yates, we present the story of a Go community that has overrun a Starbucks coffee shop in Shanghai. And to begin with, what is Go? Well, it's a kind of a board game. You have a Go board. You have a, you have two colors of Go stones. There are white ones and black ones, and you basically try to.、Um, I would say surround your color, encircle, encircle and, your and color, conquer. Yeah, and,、uh, and replace the other color, and try and take up as much space as you as can. You can. Yes,、mm-hmm. that's the idea, and it's a really strategic kind of game. And you need absolute quiet to think, and you need someone who's up your level to play with, to have fun, to enjoy. It's a quite an influential competition in East Asia, in, in China, in Japan, South Korea, and per- perhaps internationally, the most influential story about it is the、uh, a few years ago when、uh, artificial uh, intelligence, the AlphaGo. And the artificial intelligence AlphaGo、uh, competed with、uh, the world's top player Kutia、yeah, from China. I think I saw this. And, yeah, and it won. Yeah. And like any kind of board game, you need a place, especially during the cold, cold winter days, to play to enjoy a w- relatively warm place.、Mm. And that is why this group of people, like Lai Ming has mentioned, around four hundred of them in the same social media chat groups, they found this place. Or actually, one person found this place and started to、uh, invite more and more Go enthusiasts to play. And the place they found is a Starbucks. And apparently, they've got this. I don't think it's an arrangement. It's more like an understanding of both parties. That is, I will play in the in in your unspoken agreement. Unspoken. Yeah, <laughs> maybe yeah. spoken. Maybe spoken. Were, no, it is spoken. Some、okay. discussion.、Yeah. Yes, but the idea is that we'll be quiet. We'll maybe order、right. and we'll spend, um, maybe the better half of a day on the second floor of your coffee shop. But we'll have some fun and we'll not disturb your other customers. And we'd、yeah. like to make your place a little. And you better buy. Coffee while you're there.、Um, that's probably uh, yeah, part of the agreement. A, place place a, and order. Yeah, yeah place and order. <laughs> and、uh, that has started to be a great venue for the goal enthusiasts in the community to、mm. enjoy a little bit of their leisure time.、Mm. Good business the- for Starbucks too, I guess. Uh-huh. Why? Why is this important? Why do people pay attention to a story like that? I mean, what?、Um, my assumption number one would be, well, Go exactly isn't a very, very widely played form of board game,、mm. in, despite of his. Despite his popularity internationally or in East Asia, in in, in our average lives, we don't very often、uh, you know bring this up and, and play because it's a very strategic game. You're、right. supposed to、uh, start early and get、uh, constant training in order to be very good at it. As、right. compared to let's the ping pong, you find a place where you can play and you just play. But The the go the chess of go is, is is quite challenging mentally in terms、mm. to begin with. I don't think the game itself is in the center of the discussion. Actually, people started to talk about it first、um, for the topic that whether or not they are affecting other cons- customers of the coffee shop, whether or not they are taking up valuable, but I don't think that valuable spaces Space,、yeah. in the、uh, in the coffee shop.、Right. And later on, some people working in the community started to say, Ah, we actually. 
actually do have a space for Go enthusiasts in our community designated for them to enjoy their board game, but、yeah. it's maybe not that. Big that cannot hold that many people. Maybe it's not so close to all of the goal enthusiasts within that chat group that they would like to go to. And maybe we should do more to provide them with a good environment to enjoy their leisure time. They're、yeah. they're trying really hard to upgrade the living standard of people in the neighborhood.、Right. I also、apparently. think like unlikely community gathering stories are always popular, particularly on social media and you know more lifestyle focused news organizations. Whenever people see gatherings in public of people that share a common interest and make that common interest public, and they 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 grow that、uh, that community, and it leads to more and more people socializing and getting out and getting together. And like we've mentioned, in difficult conditions, you know, it might be in the cold or in the winter, whatever it may be. I think that always kind of makes people feel good. It's always great to see people that share a hobby、um, get out there and meet new people, and you know,、um, take part in a social element that they. May not have done previously. I'm more inclined to agree with you if I were like、uh, turned tw- more than a decade ago. I mean, <laughs> I, re- I remember about 15 years ago, as we were in postgraduate studies,、uh, there's the popularity of. Boarding game,、uh, oh yeah, for facility or, or places. I mean, you can. It's usually located in downtown or very close to a university campus、mm. where young people would like to hang out, and young people do hang out there. They pay a certain amount of money to buy,、uh, to rent a table at the boarding game places, and they 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 go at it, be it.、Uh, The Romance of Three Kingdoms or other form of board <laughs> games. They they like to hang out and just just have、yeah. fun. But I don't. Maybe it's me. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm started a family. I have a kid, and、uh, maybe I don't. That's have your、time. community, yeah. <laughs> you don't yeah, have time to、community. expand it, yeah. But <laughs> I do get the impression that these places are no longer as popular and often talked about as we used to.、Mm. I don't know. I feel like people still need the places, or maybe we can say that different groups of people with different needs require different facilities to enjoy their leisure time. For I example, sorry, I hundred percent agree with you. Just based on some things that I've seen since I've arrived in China, and I think it's something that China gets right compared to a lot of other places around the globe, in- including South Africa, where. I think something that the elderly, in particular, face、um, once they've retired is not knowing what to do with their time, and I think that they don't get as many social opportunities as they used to get. And I think loneliness becomes a very big issue for the elderly. And there's also been studies that、uh, people that retire and have less to do as they get older tend to die younger as well. So the fact that Uh, China and you know companies like Starbucks or whatever it may be are creating spaces for not I mean not just the elderly but let's just focus on 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 the, on the elderly for the time being to get together and socialize and have purpose I think is incredibly important for that community and it it keeps them around for longer honestly that social element is something that is very important and I've noticed even in Shijingshan you know even in winter when it's freezing outside there's people that are outside playing elderly people I mean that must be in their eighties if not nineties that are outside covered in jackets but still making the effort to socialize get together play board games exercise、um, so creating facilities to to make those activities for the elderly more comfortable. I think is a great initiative. You should visit the、uh, Yingtinghe in downtown Beijing, where、uh, the the river gets frozen in winter time, but elderly people will break the ice and try to swim. <laughs> <there> . <laughs> 
It's amazing. <laughs> that's yeah. true. So that's no true. matter what the conditions are, no matter how harsh they are, it's still great to see that the elderly are getting out there and and, and still staying active and and participating participating in social activities. Yes, and um, actually we see there are different kinds of facilities, different kinds of venues prepared and designed for people to get together to enjoy games. And mm-hmm. I have this neighbor who's taking care of her grandson, only two year old grandson, and after during around nighttime after 7 p.m. she would go out to a public park in summertime to dance mm-hmm. and if it's wintertime actually she found this uh, inner um, indoor area to dance with her friends and that's what she does. This may not be known to Chinese people but that's also a very uniquely Chinese trait where you get you know these parks where you see elderly people dancing together. Um, I've never seen anything like that in South Africa so that's also just uh, a really great um Chinese tradition or you know activity that is quite unique um, mm. that I think is really fantastic. Yeah. How do people in South Africa associate or, or socialize? The, like the elderly? Yeah. Um, Just it's, the people in general, the coffee shops, bars. Not, not really. I mean, young people. Yeah, it's coffee shops, bars, or you know they'll get together after work or after college or whatever it may be, and you know participate in sports or outdoorsy activities. That's generally what the younger generations do. When it comes to the elderly, there's normally. Um, since since the age of the internet and social media and that kind of thing, they're, they're normally parts of clubs. So they'll get together at locations um, that aren't necessarily designed for a certain sport or activity, but they will uh, take space in these facilities to play a certain sport or a certain game or a certain activity. Um, but it tends to be quite well organized online. I'm not sure if that's the case in China. I'm sure it is, but... Um, I think a lot of it is also just people getting out into the community and you know socializing and doing whatever activity comes up on the day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This reminds me of what I have experienced when I was a teenager back in Shanxi province. That is, we used to have this, um, I think it's a franchise of Delhi, but rare, um, mostly popular in Shanxi province. And it turned into a little bit of a canteen kind of place for school kids nearby. And they started to decorate the place due to the need of the students during lunchtime. And they started to um, designate this area for kids to, after lunch, they can enjoy a little bit of nap or they can do their homework a little Mm -hmm. bit. And that kind of influence happened not overnight. It's like the kids going to the deli, enjoying food, made the place to want to uh, cater their, well, change their place and demonstrate, well... To suit their customers. To suit the customers. And that is... I feel like a very positive and very healthy interaction it's between the customers yeah. and the local shop mm. and more precisely between the communities and the local shop. Mm-hmm. The local shop is basically fulfilling their social responsibility in a way to serve the community. Yours is a very good example of a business adapting to the needs of the customers exactly. who are mm-hmm. coming to their places. Uh, whereas in comparison, what do you think the this company in particular have done to suit the needs of people who want to come in and play Go? I mean, they... Not letting them go. It seems seems to me that they've adopted a rather passive uh, approach. I mean, Mm. given that uh, you're okay to come, but on certain conditions and that's it. I think Starbucks is in a unique position where they don't really need to cater to their customers because they are so popular. So whatever they do, people will still come back. But I think in this particular scenario it seems like people that are um, a fan of a particular game like go they've just selected this facility because it suits their needs already 
Yeah. That is another form. I think that form works as well. As mm. long as the community and whatever shops in the community are working together quite well, it's a little co. Um, I feel like it's a coexistence kind of ecosystem that is relatively healthy. And one very interesting point I found in the story is that the civil servants working for the community building is trying to reflect on their work. They're saying, "Ah, we're not doing a good enough job. We didn't." Build a specific facility for the Go enthusiasts in our community. We should be better. We should strive for the best. We should build a, a specific venue. That is quite cute, in yeah. my opinion. That Sometimes is really lovely. it really depends on one individual that's really into it, that's really enthusiastic about it. I mean, the in the case that we are talking about uh, in, in Shanghai, uh, I suspect that a part of it is due to the contribution and work on the part of an individual named Han Jun, mm. who uh, lives. Very close by to the coffee shop, and、uh, who owns more than a dozen, perhaps one and a half dozen,、uh, go sets at home, and he would、uh, sometimes、uh, casual. He's the guy who started the group chat. Yes. I'm not surprised, considering he's got 12 boards at home. <laughs> he sounds like a really big fan. The, he's really、game. into it. Yeah, he started yeah. the group chat, and、uh, he would travel, go to the coffee shop every day, and、oh, not every day, but on, on certain days of the week, three days of the week,、mm-hmm. and he would uh, uh, make sure that people who come、uh, can find. Uh, people of the same level that can play with. I mean, we are talking about adolescents and and senior citizens、uh, coming to, and sometimes even professional players coming to the coffee shop, and they they are certainly of different standards in terms of their skills, yeah,、uh, and mastery of of the go.、Uh, But game, but I mean, despite that, I think it's always great to see enthusiasts of some sort of activity that are able to take that and create an inclusive environment. So they they say he well he's saying, look, I'm a fan of this game. I would love to play people that are on the same level that I am, but I would also like to encourage others that aren't necessarily very knowledgeable about this game to to try it for the first time and maybe become enthusiasts themselves, and at the same time create a place for people to get together and socialize. And as long as you have a passion for a certain game, maybe you can. It, you can take it to your own hand, and you can、yeah. create something for yourself. We say and for others. And for others,、yeah. of course, because we on Roundtable have talked about、uh, young people playing strange games. In my opinion, I'm not young anymore, so I <laughs> feel like gathering certain、strange、items、games. in a supermarket and compete. In different teams to see which team can return the place to the right place of the shelf. Yeah, that's weird. Quickly, it, <laughs> quicker than the <laughs> other team is a weird game, but it is a game young people are playing. I think those young people need to study more. <laughs> They've got too much free time. <laughs> it's their way of socializing. No, 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 kidding, They also play、uh, urban, let's say hide and seek kind of game, mouse,、uh, cats. Chasing mouse kind of games. Have they tried、well? football? Football is also really fun, guys. <laughs> they, they also do frisbee. I、oh, mean,、okay. the point here is that when you have a certain passion for whatever activity that are real or make believe or something you created by yourself, you can attract people, especially with the help of social media,、yes. of modern technology. You can get people with the same passion about it and. Gather together in form community. Or you can spark、community. new passions in people. So、exactly. you know, someone might try the game for the first time and discover that they love it, which they might not necessarily have discovered if you weren't a passionate person creating a space for people to discover a new passion. Yeah, and on that condition, maybe local governments or civil servants working in these communities, they are trying really hard to、uh, make the condition better so that people, when they actually do have that passion, do create those games, they would have a place to、mm. conduct. 
Well, I feel we perhaps have been too quick to expand our discussion to the level about community building and that sort of thing. Because, uh, like I said earlier, I feel like some of the uh, reasons that we are talking about it, uh, some some of the reasons why um, this go uh, assembly place becomes uh, the center of uh, people attention is largely, or at least in part due to the personal enthusiasm on the part of Hanjun. Yeah. And there are people like that everywhere. And it's just perhaps sometimes it's just because this one individual that has created a, a, a phenomenon like that is not necessarily a community building level yet. And which is why I think perhaps it's, uh, for, it's, it's too soon or too eager for us and the community worker to start thinking maybe we haven't done enough job, yeah. done our job no, 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 to no. facilitate. I, it's, it's tricky in the sense that I think it's very difficult to create spaces for people to take part in specific activities. Yes. That's tricky, but you can definitely create environments, particularly in the winter months, where people that are a fan of some sort of activity have the space to participate in those activities. I think that's what you meant, right? Yes, yes. And also maybe if you have enough green lands, if you have enough parks, if you make the roads and walls Mm. in the community more artsy. Yes, and there will be people looking out for or creating activities that can be conducted in those areas. Let it be elder generation spending their leisure time under the direct sunlight and having fun chatting to each other or young kids running around playing games that you do not understand rules or maybe toddlers walking around and enjoying life enjoying um training of walking even in like if communities are feeling bad about themselves that they haven't already created like go facilities or you know it's it's, it's, it's a little bit they're being a bit too too hard on themselves yeah (laughs) what i would like to caution against is precisely the kind of eagerness to really do something for the community on the community level then we need to leverage of some certain public fund Mm. of public funding we need to create a supermarket where we can just replace things and put them back and (laughs) just for that sport but but really we're we're talking about public money here i mean yeah exactly taxpayers Certainly, yeah. our demand for better living standards, our demand for places to hang out, um, have become more elevated and more specific. I mean, as we go, but I, I think people can travel, as the case with the coffee shop in Shanghai has indicated, and people are willing to travel from all across Shanghai, sometimes even from the neighboring city of, of Hangzhou, to play. So I, I don't think we need every community neighborhood to have a go place where people can congregate (laughs) perhaps some level of coordination throughout the city to maybe have certain hot spots uh, we never know let's see how popular it becomes maybe it could become the national sport in 50 years who knows maybe i mean it really depends on how many people are really enthusiastic about it i mean if you look at esports for example i mean no one ever thought that when video games were invented that a couple of years (laughs) later we would have stadiums packed with people watching people play video games i mean it's extraordinary and there's going to be an esports world cup in saudi yeah. arabia and it might be included in the olympics at some point perhaps yeah. yeah it's already in the asian games exactly you're listening to roundtable coming up we try to unravel the mysterious phenomena where you feel just as tired and depleted even though you literally have done, got nothing done after a whole day at work looking for passion how about fiery debate want to hear about current events in china from different perspectives then tune in to Roundtable, where East meets West, and understanding is the goal. Welcome back to Roundtable. There's a popular phrase here in, in China, in, in the Chinese language, and that is mo yu. It refers to <laughs> the practice of uh, pretending fish. to be working. <laughs> pretending to be working. Yes. 
But in, what in fact you're not doing anything. I've right? seen this. I didn't know there was a word for it, and I've never said anything <laughs> about it, and I won't mention names, but I've seen it. I've seen people that I know for a fact are just looking at their computer screen and are doing nothing. <laughs> well, that's not good level of more. Okay. Good ones would maybe copy the entire entirety of a novel they're watching and they're reading on into a word that is an Office Word software, so okay. you can see them screening down and reading and doing research. But actually, <laughs> the research they're doing is only a novel that wow. they're reading and enjoying. That is a high level of more. And of course, you can do other things like you're communicating with people, like you are trying to work, yet you're only chatting with your friends. You. I need can... to get into this culture, maybe because when I'm not <laughs> working, not, I'll go. I'll, no, I'll go down to the store and have a coffee or something. Maybe I should just download my favorite book and pretend to work and read. <laughs> <laughs> that is really naughty. Like no, I'm kidding, said. I'm and in the same time, uh, there is a name for it. We call it productivity theater because you're That's, only oh, pretend. I love to these be... <laughs> names. This is great. That's perfect. And it's not the only, well, to start with, let's not call it a culture. And (laughs) it's definitely not a culture specific to any country. Because according to Visor, a workplace analytic company conducted, it conducted a survey of 1,000 full-time U.S. employees. And it turns out that 43% of them spend more than 10 hours weekly on productivity theater tasks. Mm -hmm. And the survey also found that nearly half of hybrid workers at home and in the office spend over 10 hours on performative activities per week. I would love to Are see the actors. What, <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> but I would love to see what the numbers are compared to in-person office workers and fully remote workers and see who's actually more productive. That would be an interesting study. It but, could. But it also depends on the company, whether it's a results-oriented company or exi- it's a, more like a, a discipline-oriented company. Right. Yes. Right. And to give you guys some ideas about how to fake it, <laughs> uh, you can go shopping, browsing, <laughs> watch videos in a secret window, taking excessively long bathroom or smoke breaks. Just make sure your boss isn't sitting behind you and when, when you're doing your online shopping. And also <laughs> when you are uh, on in a meeting, you can draw or sketching <laughs> or doodling and doing nothing at all or Great socializing tips. with your colleagues. Yeah, setting up of- a Go game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I think this is universal. I mean, I remember decades ago when I started playing video games, There, are, there's a, a shortcut that, that's called the boss key. Oh, yeah, the boss key. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's and definitely, I've seen it in South Africa plenty of times as well. It's definitely a universal, let's not, like you said, not call it a culture, uh, a phenomena maybe. <laughs> and the thing is, actually more and more people, at least many people online here in China started to say that after an entire more Yu day, I do not feel relaxed. I do not feel that I have rested on work. On the quite contrary, I feel as tired. Yeah. Because you need to pretend. You need to watch it's out for acting. the... But it's do, acting. But do, but do you not think that's where remote work becomes more and more um, applicable to certain industries? Because I think that if you are in an environment where you don't feel like you need to put on a show and you can rest when you need to rest and you can work when you need to work, maybe that will lead to better productivity when you are working and then better rest when you're not working. Oh, you would think like that. Yeah. But actually, for some people, um, the reason that they feel like they are more yuying is not because they do not want to work. They do mm. have tasks that they need to fulfill, they need to accomplish. Mm. But the thing is, they are basically procrastinating and they yeah. try to do other things to ease their anxiety. It's kind of like when you're a kid 
before I started to study, you would arrange all of your stationaries and books into perfect angle right. with the with but the desk. But if you're at home, for example, and you've got work to do that you don't want to do because of procrastination, then at least you don't need to put on a show and that's true and make an effort. You can you can take a nap or watch TV or whatever it is that you want to do without the fear of your boss watching you, and then you can then maybe use that. Uh, procrastination time to actually rest so that when that period in your mind is finished, when you do get back to work, you're not still tired. Mm, but in that scenario, you would still feel the pressure of working for five minutes yeah, and wandering around for yes, five yeah. minutes and do not have the flow that you should be enjoying while you're yeah. very actively working and concentrating on one specific task. While productive theater may not be our <laughs> culture, but merely a phenomenon, I think it The culture at a certain company or at a certain workplace really does matter. I mean, mm. uh, the saying that uh, Brendan just shared earlier that uh, perhaps when you're working from home, you don't feel the urge to perform or mm. act that like you're working. But really, if you're at a workplace where the boss values results over uh, presence or Or discipline, but even then, perhaps- you still—I think—even if that is the sort of culture, you still feel like this. My boss is watching me, or like maybe I'm not putting in enough work hours. I think that even if there is a relaxed culture like that, which is fantastic for workers, I still think in the back of their heads, a lot of employees might feel like, "Oh, my boss is thinking I'm not doing enough work, or I'm not spending enough time on my tasks." I think there's always that element that people might struggle to deal with when they are. In office, but in that case, the the stress comes from the individual's uh, work ethics, mm. yeah. Rather to, than let's say yeah. the pressure coming from the higher up. Or yeah, exactly. Management. No, it's in, it's internalized pressure that you're putting on yourself mentally. And I feel like it's a relatively unhealthy relationship Very. between a. Uh, employee and employer, mm. because actually, if you think about it, they have mutual goals. They have the same goal that is to make the company better, so both of them can, you know, make more money and be more productive and create more value for not only themselves but also the company, the society, and the goal is the same. So, if you can have a relatively open and more trustworthy. Goal、mm. and a way of evaluating your job, evaluating the outcome. Then、yeah. this kind of phenomenon should not exist. Are you indicating that certain employees they feel <laughs> tired after a day of productive theater is because they are not aligned? They have not aligned their interest with the interest of the company. At least some. Or at least,、like、or at least maybe someone that's slightly higher up than them. And I think there's also there's also the perception that some people feel like if they're not doing. Enough with their time that their manager might assign more tasks to them because they, they they'll say, well, look at all this free time you have. So I think that also might be an element of why people take part in this production theater. Is that right? Pro- productive theater. <laughs> productive. Yeah, theater, yeah, yeah. Because they, they they are scared that they they might start being assigned more tasks. And it, that is why I would like to give certain suggestions for those who feel like the productive,、uh, productivity theater, or yes, productivity theater, <laughs> is bothering you to a certain extent. Because I would like to believe more, most people would like to do something, actually achieve something during their work. It's、right. the, our way of. You know,、um, proof、Finding、that we are in life. exactly, and so I would like you to focus more on the outcomes and the outputs, not the inputs. Be mindful of your time. Create a culture of trust between you and your employer, and focus on quality over quantity. Yes, and、um, for the companies, I would encourage you to also encourage breaks. People would have more free. 
time and free, let's say, breaks that they can enjoy during work and avoid the distractions, use time tracking tools and celebrate successes. And like you've said, focus on results rather than just time spent. Mm-hmm. Yes. And lastly, certain work that certain work do require you to do certain preparations. Maybe they don't necessarily lead to immediate results, but you, these fine. are works that are essential uh, in preparation for you, what you want to achieve. That's all the time we have for Roundtable today. If you haven't heard enough, remember you can find us at Roundtable China or any podcast platform that you prefer. Thank you for listening and bye-bye. <laughs>